Hi. Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast, the CFL Draft Edition. You'll hear from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers first round selections, Drew Desjardins, offensive lineman and defensive lineman, Jonathan Kongbo. As well, I talked to Rifles coach Jordy Wilson on their big weekend coming up. That is all on a very football-y edition of the podcast. CFL draft tonight. The first round is in the books. Offensive lineman Shane Richards going first overall to the Toronto Argonauts. Jesse Gibbon, second overall lineman to Hamilton, third overall. Matthew Betts from Laval, defensive lineman. And then the Winnipeg Blue Bombers picking fourth overall. Drew Desjardins, who joins us now on the CJB Sports Show. Drew, congratulations on being drafted into the CFL. Thank you, thank you. So, what was this night like for you? Uh, it was a great night. It's uh, a lot of relief, for sure. It's nice to finally find out where I'm going. Happy to be a Blue Bomber, for sure. Take me back to the end of Windsor's season. What was your mindset going into the off season as you had months to prepare for this day? Yeah, I know I had months to prepare, so uh, really nobody, I don't want to say nobody knew who I was until the Combine, but Combine is, of course, the time you get to go and show what you got. So uh, the preparation for that, um, it was tough. It was extensive for sure, but uh, I knew what was necessary to be done. So did it really, once the season was over, require you just get into the weight room and going crazy? Yeah, there was no break after that. Maybe if, maybe a week, if that. So how do you prepare for the Combine? Um, really just kind of refine the drills, stay healthy. That's, that was basically our main focus. A lot of rest, a lot of active recovery and stuff just to stay healthy throughout the process. It's, uh, it's easy to work hard. It's hard to work hard and stay healthy the entire time. Now, I imagine you have teammates as well going through this process with you. Yeah. So that- yeah, I've got, uh, our running back, Marcus Kentner, uh, wide receiver, Caden Walls and, uh, DB Evan Martin as well. So when you mentioned earlier that no one knew who you were, the draft bureau rankings that come out in the winter, your name's not on the top 20. Do you see that and use that as motivation? Yeah, of course you see that. You see that and you go, uh, I don't know. I for sure believe in myself that I belonged on that list, but it was a matter of time before the, the scouting bureau kind of recognized uh, my talent and kind of put me up in that group. And so after the combine, you were on the list. You ended up finishing seventh on the list. And, you know, read into the list what you will or won't. I know Bombers GM Kyle Walters said it didn't really matter to them where people were on that list. But for your sake, how did you feel the combine changed people's perspective of you? Um, For the most part, I think it was uh, mainly the media recognition that was kind of nice. I know. I know some teams already had me uh, highly regarded in the offensive line draft board, so um, it was nice to kind of get the the full package, get the media recognition, and just to finally uh, be in that top 20 group for sure. So when was the first time you had a conversation with the Blue Bombers? Um, At the Combine. um, That was the first time I had a conversation with them face-to-face. And then when did... uh, Sorry, continue. Yeah, so I kind of it was my uh, my first interview at the combine. So I sat down with Kyle Walters and uh, Coach Mike O'Shea, and uh, I had great feelings right from the start. It was a great interview. So 
and here we are today. You're going to be a, a blue are, bomber yeah. yet, so it's a it's a it's a great feeling for you. How much CFL uh, do you watch normally? Uh, in the past couple of years, I've been ramping it up for sure, keeping up with the league. Yeah. So uh, the Blue Bombers obviously come into a pretty good situation. A number of Canadian offensive linemen. Uh, obviously, you've, you've been a Blue Bomber for less than an hour here, but uh, yeah. what uh, what are you going to, I guess, set your goals for this uh, rookie season? Or do you know yet? Um, kind of have already assessed the situation. I know the free agency uh, losing uh, Sook Chung, as well as uh, losing the other guard partner. I forget his name. Matthias Gosen. Yeah, so uh, I know there's opportunity to fit in that roster for sure. So obviously get into camp, get acclimated, and then start fighting for uh, playing time as soon as possible. Have you been to Winnipeg before? No, I've not. Okay. What do you know about the city? Uh, not too much. I know you guys had a hockey team in the playoffs. I was rooting for them. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last too long, but uh, that's okay. No, it was nice. <laughs> lasted, yeah. So you're not a, you're not a, a Red Wings fan then? Yes, I am a Red Wings fan by <laughs> by geography, right? <laughs> yeah, Bell River, Ontario. You're going to be a Red Wings fan. Exactly. All right, Drew. Well, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Congratulations again, and we'll uh, see you in Winnipeg pretty soon. Thank you very much. We heard earlier from Drew Desjardins, drafted fourth overall by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and then the team selected Jonathan Kongbo, defensive end from Tennessee. And he joins us now on the CJB Sports Show. Jonathan, congratulations on becoming a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. It means a lot, man. Where are you right now? I'm in Vancouver, B.C. right now. So following the draft from uh, home, I imagine? Yes, sir. So what was this night like for you? Man, it was uh, it was a relief, man. You know, as a lot of you guys know, I got hurt my senior year of college. So, you know, at times you think maybe your playing career is over, but to get another opportunity, you know what I mean, to play for the place I'm from, Canadians. So, you know, it was a lot of pride in it as well. So you say, you say relief. Drew Desjardins, interestingly enough, also said relief earlier on. So it wasn't a celebratory day at all? It's celebratory as well. But, you know, just you, you, you work so hard, you know what I mean? And you, you work hard and teams don't really tell you, you know, where you're going to go. So, just to get picked and knowing that, you know, there's a future and something ahead, it's, it's a relief at first. And then obviously, you know, your family's excited and that's when the celebratory part uh, begins. So now that you're going to be a Winnipeg Blue Bomber, uh, yeah, there's celebration today, but then I guess the focus very quickly turns to what happens now, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's all about what happens now and uh, kind of the next step from here. And so you're going to be coming to Winnipeg. Rookie camp is coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I guess, what were your, when, when was your first conversation with the Blue Bombers? Uh, maybe what, two days ago. Okay. Yes, sir. It was about two days ago. I got a phone call, and, you know, uh, they asked me if I wanted to play in the CFL. And I, I said, yes, I do. You know, I want an opportunity to play football again. And, from there, uh, coaches told me everyone with smiles in the room, I guess they had made their choice. So let's go back to the fall. A lot of people have you really high on their radar, and then you have a torn ACL uh, during your season. I guess, what was that moment like first when the injury happened? I'm sure it was not a, a fun time for you. Yeah, well, initially, you know, I just I just wanted my team to finish off strong. Uh, we ended up winning that game against the University of Auburn. So those were my initial thoughts. It was just we got to get the win. But, you know, obviously the 
the reality sets in and the days go by and you know it was a it was a little uh it was a little hard at first but you know I couldn't have made it without my family and a, a really good support group so what has the rehab process been like for you man it, it's been good you know uh a lot of times it's not the rebuilding of the body because your body's going to heal it's oftentimes rebuilding your mind you know as an athlete rebuilding that confidence uh when you get injured your body changes significantly you lose a lot of weight your leg is like half the size it used to be so it's just really all the mental aspects you know um just trusting yourself again and knowing that you're a good player and all that so that to me was the hardest part so when you're sitting away from the game not able to play anymore your season is done. How does that? How is that mentally on you as you watch the season end and now you know that the draft is a few months away? Um, it's one of those things you can either break and fold or you can come up stronger from it. And, you know, I think I definitely, if anything, it just lit a fire in me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm motivated now more, in, more than ever. Um, you know, I'm just excited to, to get out there and hit some people and make some plays again. So... If anything, it's just, it kind of rejuvenates you. I guess I should ask, how is your knee? Uh, it's doing well. It's doing really well. I'm back to running, cutting, sprinting, all that. So it's just now it's just a matter of time and, you know, stabilizing the knee and just kind of getting back to 100%. And, yeah. How much do you uh, get to follow the CFL while you were down there in the States? Uh, not very much because, you know, obviously down in the States, uh, the NFL reigns king and mm-hmm. college football and whatnot. But, you know, I've had uh, some friends play up here, so I always checked into the league uh, every now and then. You've been to Winnipeg before? <laughs> no, sir. It's going to be the first time. <laughs> Do you know much about it? Uh, I know it gets pretty cold. That's what I've been told. But <laughs> other than that, I know the. I've been also told that the community is great and the people there are awesome. Summers here are pretty nice. I'll tell you that much. Okay, yeah, so I'll and get to enjoy that a little bit. Absolutely. So, uh, Jonathan, again, congratulations on uh, becoming a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. I'll let you go, and we'll see you soon. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Winnipeg Rifles holding their spring camp ahead of an exhibition game this Sunday against a Division Three NCAA team from Minnesota. Rifles coach Jordy Wilson joins me now. And, Jordy, must feel pretty good to get back out on the field. Yeah, no. So I mean, you know, our, our guys have been training hard, that elite performance, and now at the new rink since start of January. So they've been grinding up, pounding the weights for, uh, you know, for a few months. So they're they're anxious to get on the field too. So we went through a, a rookie camp where we had about a hundred kids from the Winnipeg High School League and Midget League, et cetera, and paired them down, and then brought them in with our fifty returning guys. So we're close to finalizing our roster, and then obviously uh, get excited about playing this game this week. Before we get to that, for those who don't know, how old are the the people that play for the Rifles? Who do you play against? What are the kind of people that yeah. sign up for your team? So we play in the Canadian Junior Football League, and there's teams from the Quebec border to Vancouver Island. We play in the Prairie Football Conference, which consists of the Saskatoon Hilltops, the Regina Thunder, the Edmonton Huskies, the Edmonton Wildcats, and the Calgary Colts. And this is football for kids ages 18 to 22. So essentially it would be the same potential age grouping as university kids. We have guys on our team that are university players, and we also are university students, I should say, and then we also have you know kids that are pursuing trades and different careers that don't entail university. So we have kids that certainly are more than good enough to be playing university football, we'll put it that way. It's just that this is a different route for them career-wise and the way things unfold and stuff like that. And there are junior players that do go on to careers in the CFL. I mean, the poster oh, child for that is Andrew Harris. There's 21 guys in the CFL last year 
that have come from the Canadian Junior Football League. So, I mean, that's essentially, that's, you know, I mean, I, how many Canadians are on a team? That's pretty close to an entire roster of Canadians on one team have come through the Canadian Junior Football League. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great league. And, uh, I mean, and again, it's, it's awesome football. It really is. It's, I mean, we're obviously in pursuit of the Saskatoon Hilltops for the five time defending national champions. And we think we're finally getting to that level where we can truly, we're at a point where we can truly compete with the big boys and hopefully bring home a national title to Winnipeg. Does each team kind of feature just players from their local markets? Um, to an extent. Yeah. I mean, the vast majority would be like, if you, I mean, it depends on the conference. In the Prairie Conference, yes. In BC, there's lots of kids from the Prairies because, I mean, on our roster, we carry an 80-man roster. Now, obviously, if you look at the volume of high school kids coming out in the midget league, et cetera, not every kid that comes out can't make our team, right? So in this year, we'll have, you know, about 30 kids that will be on our roster that come through those leagues. So some of the kids that, you know, that don't make it end up going out, some people will play in BC and whatnot. But uh, for the most part in the Prairies, yeah, the rosters are predominantly local kids. But in saying that, I mean, we have, you know, in any year we have, you know, eight to ten kids that could be from Saskatchewan or Ontario, et cetera, that, that are here. And, you know, we find builds for them and we help them get jobs and that kind of stuff as well. Is there a recruiting process to the rifles? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We go out and we actively pursue all the, uh, the local high school talent that's out there. Um, you know, and talk to them, try to get them engaged, get them into our rookie camps so we can see them. And I mean, there's obviously some kids we identify that we know would be able to make our roster, but then there's kids, you know, from teams that we've seen a little bit of, but then when you get them out with uh, our guys and with the higher high school kids, you know, you get to see how really good these kids are. So we have on our team, probably if you look at every, well, we probably represent pretty well every high school team um, in our, in the Winnipeg high school football league, we have a player on our team. So it's it's truly like, I mean, at the end of the day, I would say this, and I explain this to everyone, is that we truly are a Manitoba's team. I mean, the Bisons can claim that, but they have a vast number of kids that certainly aren't from the province of Manitoba. You know, 95% of our kids are, are local dudes that have come through the football, grassroots football programs and the high school programs. So we, uh, you know, we like to think of ourselves as Manitoba's team. What is the relationship between the Rifles and Bisons? Um, it's okay. Okay. There's no kind of. I, mean, I, I would say I, I would say I would like it to be better. I mean, Coach Doby and I have been friends for a long time, but the relationship is okay. Is there a rivalry at all for players? Um, well, there can be. I mean, of sorts. I mean, there's kids that. I mean, if you've been to Bison games, you see a lot of kids that are, you know, that are on the sidelines that per se aren't really that close to the field that maybe should probably be we better serve with us but that's you know that's the kids decision and what the bisons decided to do but you know i mean it's okay like it's not like i you know we dislike each other or there's right. any big whatever it's just it's okay okay uh now so there is a competition of sorts yeah, of players for sure for sure yeah. uh and this sunday yeah. you've got a game an interesting game against a division three ncaa school from minnesota and uh, tell me yeah. more about that so what happened was like, you know, you're looking in the spring cause it's, you know, everybody has their spring camps and, you know, you want to try to get your kids kind of fired up. And one of the things that we have to do, like, it, like I say, Saskatoon has been our perennial champion. And in order for us to elevate our level, to get to that point, to be able to knock them off, we got to play against good competition. So, you know, I went on the social media universe, kind of threw it out there. Uh, you know, we're looking for an exhibition game, 
in the spring because I know a lot of like we've been they've had schools before approach us, but this this year we thought it was a good time for us to play someone. So uh, the coach uh, from Augsburg University responded, and then we kind of had that set up. Like originally, we we're going to play St. John's University. They play in the same conference, so it's the Minnesota Interathletic Conference or Minnesota Interathletic Conference. So it's if you've heard of probably heard that or you may have heard the name John Gagliardi who's actually one of the winningest coaches in NCAA history he coached at St. John's University so it's in St. Cloud these guys play in the same division we were supposed to play St. John's this year and then just when things didn't work out so we're going to play them next year and then the year after that we're going to play St. Thomas it's another school from Minneapolis and so we played Augsburg this year and uh yeah so it's going to be the first half will be Canadian rules and the second half will be American rules so it'll be on a Canadian field but it'll be Four downs, no motion. Um, it'll be, you know, it could be pretty wide open. We'll see because it's obviously with the extra 15 yards on the field there, it should uh, maybe increase some scoring. So it's pretty exciting. Our kids are jacked up to get to play some American kids. And, you know, looking at it, again, you're, you're watching video and you're not necessarily completely sure of the talent level. I mean, they have, so obviously have some guys that are good players, but I guess we're going to find out really how good they are once we get on the field with them. So the idea obviously isn't necessarily to win or lose. It's more so to just to get on the field and see what the players can do for you. Uh, to an extent, I mean we're close to our. We'll be at our roster for the year as we get there. Like I think for us, I think what it does it gives us a big leg up when we go to camp July 29th. We play our first game August 18th. So this I think gets us really prepared so we can kind of hit the ground running. So we're going to have I think exponentially we'll be further ahead in July than we were uh, last year at this time. So I think it'll help us get us better and we're going to play against better competition. But of course, when you're, you're lining up and you're keeping score, we're playing to win. I mean, you know, like this is, you know, everybody's been told, you know, all the American guys are all better than the Canadian guys. And, but I mean, we believe this in the sense that just because you're born south of 49th doesn't make you a better athlete. So I mean, from that perspective, we think we have good athletes. I mean, the biggest difference between American and Canadian kids is they usually played more games. Their high school season usually, you know, there are three or four games in duration. Their university season is another two or three games, too. So they've usually played, they've had more competition. And, you know, and typically, again, in a lot of these small schools, like these guys are all paid coaches, right? I mean, this is what they do for a living. So, I mean, they get to spend more time with their guys. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be a refined team and they're going to be skilled. But I think our guys are up for the challenge, so we'll see. I mean, again, I don't know. We could go in there and it could get messy. Maybe we go in there and we pull one off. We're going to see. But I think in the long run, it'll make us a better program. So where is the game being played? The game is at Eastside Eagles Field. So where the Eastside Eagles play out and by Concordia, on off Concordia there by Concordia Hospital. And it's at 12 noon this Sunday, May the 5th. Admission is $5 for adults. And it's uh, free for kids under 12. And we'd like to see the place jam-packed and bring some Canadian flags and wave it. Like we, we're, uh, we're going there repping Canada as much as we're repping Winnipeg. And then the Canadian Junior Football League, we're excited about the opportunity. All right, Jordy. Well, I appreciate your time tonight and best of luck this weekend. I appreciate it. Thanks for the interest. Right. Have a good night. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?